Black Hollywood fans, on today's Fit Club, we talk diet pitfalls, 20-second workouts, and more with bodybuilder and YouTube sensation, Brian Turner. Stay tuned. Fit Clubbers, HK we are nice. back. Thank you so much, Mr. Turner, for joining us. We're joined by bodybuilder, YouTube sensation, Brian Turner. <laughs> um, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Ms. TK Trinidad. What's up, guys? <laughs> and again, I'm your host, Shaka Smith. Uh, where can they find you online, Mr. Turner? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Brian Turner Official, or on YouTube, you can just find me, Brian Turner. Yeah, we got so much to talk about. You, you got a great story and so much going on right now. Um, we're going to get into a couple stories, and uh, we'll dig into what's going on with you. Sounds good, man. <laughs> um, our first story are the is about the hidden pitfalls of popular diets. Mm -hmm. It's the beginning of the year. Everyone's looking for the diet change-up. Um, but we have all these like these buzzwords that kind of influence the way we eat, and they may not be doing the right things for our bodies. Um, the first one is gluten-free. Cool. Uh, I think the notion is... Everyone is indulging a little bit more when you think it's gluten-free mm -hmm. instead of having the slice of cake or having the entire cake. <laughs> um, we, and, and typically when things are gluten-free, a lot of times it'll add a little bit more sugar, a little bit more salt, a little bit more fat. Uh, same thing with the low-fat, reduced-fat, or fat-free. Mm -hmm. Sugar-free. Yeah, a lot of times we think we can eat more because mm -hmm. of it. But a lot of times things have more calories as a result to make it taste better. Mm -hmm. If it's fat-free, doesn't mean they didn't add more sugar to it. Yep. Um, same thing with organic, where you know it's not a catch-all phrase. If it's organic, doesn't mean have it in abundance and you'll be good. Mm -hmm. And the Mediterranean diet, which is actually the number one overall diet, again, ranked by U.S. News and um, World Report, uh, to promote heart health can actually be a huge pitfall because a lot of that stuff can be so calorically dense. We're talking about nuts. You eat a full cup of nuts, you're talking about 800 calories as mm -hmm. opposed to the handful you should be having. Avocado, 120 calories a piece, and people love their guac. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, California. And, and olive oil, just five tablespoons, which is easy to put on like a salad, is 500 calories. So wow. you, yeah, so you really want to be right. you <laughs> really want to be careful, even though the things that say they're great, um, especially now at the vegan, same thing. You know, it, it blew my mind the first time I met a fat vegan because I was like, wait, how did this happen? <laughs> uh, so, how have you dealt with these sort of buzz terms? Have, have you fallen for them, and then how did you maybe dig your way out? Yeah, man. Well, I've been bodybuilding for 11 years now. Yeah. So when I was first starting, it was definitely just like that. You go on the internet, you see what everyone's doing, mm -hmm. and you kind of you know, you have to test it yourself, right? And and all the only thing you ever see with those those fads yeah. is the good stories. Yeah. Otherwise, they wouldn't be trendy, right? <laughs> so you go online, you can look up any of those things you just said, you know, keto or whatever, and yeah. you'll get tons of people who are like, this is the best, I lost all my weight on this. Mm -hmm. yeah. So there's always success stories to all those diets, which then gets you excited about it. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I've, I've done like a lot of them and tested a lot of things and seen like what works for me and what doesn't work for me. And yeah. what always works best for me is just yeah. keeping it simple. Like mm -hmm. trying to do these fad diets all of a sudden that you've never done before and they've never worked for you. Yeah. If you've had things work for you in the past, why are you changing the formula so right. much? Yeah. So for me, I just, uh, if it's something that I've never heard of before, there's new research, I'll look into it. Yeah. But generally now I don't jump into a new diet because it's a new diet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, I, I feel like um, I'll read into it more instead of actually doing it myself. Um, I think people jump into it. You said if it's working for you, why do you jump into it? I think people do because sometimes they get bored. Yeah. W what do you do when you just get bored with a diet? I honestly or food. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, that, I think I think uh, other people have a different relationship with food than I do. I think a lot of people have a very emotional relationship with mm -hmm. food, where they do get bored. You know what I mean? They don't want to date that same meal that they've been dating for the last <laughs> couple of years. But I'll eat the same like eight meals in rotation over yeah. and over, and every once in a while I'll have like one extra, you know, something weird. I'll go out to eat at some new like vegan restaurant or something yeah. like mm -hmm. that. But uh, for me, it's it's a lot of routine, and like yeah. I said, I've been bodybuilding for such a long time. I, I look at food like calories and macros more so than like oh, I haven't had like a big 
fried whatever yeah. you, you know so for me I, I, it's not as big of a struggle yeah I'm, I'm a simple food person too where I can eat the same meal over and over and mm -hmm. over again no. uh, is it a guy girl thing I don't know I mean I, I feel like I'm, I'm simple too like I literally have a pen and a pot and I'm very minimal as far as cooking but like this week I had um, zucchini noodles with vegan meatballs and mm. today I made you know cauliflower stir fry like I keep it I make it different, but being in LA, you can make it different. Do like mixes and matches. Remember, I made yeah. that shepherd's pie with yeah. the cauliflower. Yeah. So it's like yeah. I like the different things, but eating the same. Because I did like when I was doing, I did one competition, and yeah, that was years ago. Never doing it again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was just the like, same thing every single day. Yeah. That to me would eventually throw me off. It's like yes, I need pizza, and not only do I need a slice, I'm gonna have the whole pie from Mulberry Street Pizza on Sherman. <laughs> it's New York style. Shout it's, out. You know, really good. So it's just like for me, it's just like the simple. If I yeah. keep it um, different and also stuff that I used to love, but make it healthier, then I don't crave it and I won't go overboard when I see like that restaurant. Like, oh, chopsticks. Yeah. So let me grab you know two shrimp fried rice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I wouldn't do that because I already had fried rice. Yeah. So I guess maybe it's a guy girl thing, or maybe you just yeah, you guys I, are just you know better than me. I don't know. No, I need to, I need to run a poll on that. <laughs> no, because I, I, I feel like I've talked to a lot of girls about it too, and they, they need variety. They the ones I've spoken to tend to need more variety than I do. Where I'm just like when I find a, a meal I like, I get excited because I found the meal I like, so I can ride this out for a year. You know? No, I think, I think I mean who knows, right? But I think generally from like dealing with my girlfriend and like her friends and stuff and eating out with them, a lot of times when we go to a new place, they get something new. They get something new yeah. all the time. Yeah. Whereas I'm always, if I go to Plant Power Fast Food, for example, I'm always going to get buffalo wings, period. Yeah. Even if they're like, here's the new fall menu, I'm like, yeah, yeah that's nice, but I'm going to get yeah. the, the buffalo. One. That's yeah. it, yeah. So I don't know, maybe maybe it is a guy girl thing, but yeah. for me, yeah. I just, I'm a creature of habit, so it's easy for me to keep in a routine. Nice. Uh, well, well, speaking of changing up the routine, uh, they're finding that you can do 20 second exercise snacks. Um, what they did was they did a, it was a small study. Exercise snacks? Yes, okay. not actual food, but the, the, the exercise is so short, it's a snack, 20 mm -hmm. seconds. Um, they did a small um, study of healthy but inactive college students, and they had half of them, you know, remain sedentary, <laughs> remain mm -hmm. in their routines, and the other half were given three short bursts of activity um, throughout the day that they had to do in 20 second intervals. They were given a warm up, however, where they had to do 10 jumping jacks, 10 squats, five lunges each side, and one minute cool down. And then they did 20 seconds of up and down the stairs. Mm -hmm. And they found that over a six week period, they were able to increase their VO2 max by 5%. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's like, and for me, I thought that was such a great story because you can do a little something every day, right. a little bit more activity than the day before that will actually help you get better. And now we have a little bit of um, science to kind of back that up. Uh, what do you do when you get busy or do you have moments where the, the activity kind of builds up and you've got to somehow break yourself out of it? And how do you do that? Yeah, I mean, like when we're traveling, like for example, I'm from San Diego, so I'm up here in LA and we did like a big influencer house. So it's not always easy to get to the gym because you have like 12 other people's schedules to deal with. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so by the end of the night, if I haven't done anything at all, I always want to do something for my abs. Yeah. Just because like, as you get older, man, if you don't have good core strength, you're going to have your hips go all out of whack, mm -hmm. transfers into your legs and in your back and stuff. Uh, so maybe not 20 seconds, but I'll do, yeah. you know, like a minute or two of some planks, a couple like sliding things with your feet coming up, you know, while you're sliding on the ground, doing those abs and things like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then I know this again, not 20 <laughs> seconds, but another really awesome thing is to do 100 of something. So if you do 100 push-ups mm -hmm. or 100 air squats, and yet, however long it needs to take for you, if you can do that in two minutes and do it in two minutes, or mm -hmm. if it needs to take 10 minutes, you can do it in 10 minutes. That's a good way to just be like, 100, that's easy, I can do that. Right. Let's go. Get off the couch, <laughs> stop watching that new Black mm -hmm. Mirror or whatever the Netflix series. <laughs> 
crazy <laughs> watching it. And still do it. Oh, yeah, that's right? a good point. Yeah. Actually, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, different, 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 different stuff. But also, too, don't beat yourself. And I wonder too with the study, um, the people who were did the like the snacks, uh, did were they active in like high school? Because there's a difference yeah. if they were active in high school and then they just got you know the college fifteen yeah. and all sorts of stuff versus them being completely inactive. Yeah, that's a good point. Because on top of that, if you are active and you know life happens, like don't beat yourself up because you didn't get that workout yeah. in. So it's like you have to almost have that balance too. So yeah, and, and also important to note that they probably had to be doing pretty intensive workout for the 20 seconds. So it, it works best with, best with college students whose joints that, you know, when they are inactive, they can still kind of go and do right. a hard workout, where mm -hmm. they're, whereas when you're 40 and inactive, yeah, you can't just jump into yeah, a hard workout. Yeah, it can be snaps yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep, yep. So I, I will say that's a caveat. These were college, inactive college students. So yeah. uh, our next story is about this craze about celery juice, which I just realized has been taking over. Um, but they're, you know, and we're going to kind of examine whether these claims are true um, but you know the claim is these cluster salts from celery juice they they, they flush out pathogens stabilize adrenals um, kind of heal your illnesses because of the antiseptic effect uh, detox um, detox you psoriasis eczema acne uh, so Epstein-Barr even shingles they say it cures so but <laughs> it, is there any evidence for this and what we're finding, well, not even finding, cluster salts, A, is not a term, so it's not mm -hmm. even scientific. So a lot of times if people use these terms, it sounds scientific, yeah. but they don't actually exist in nature. <laughs> um, but there's been no actual evidence to back much of this up. But what we do know is that it does contain a lot of vitamins and minerals, potassium, calcium, uh, sodium, silicone, um, vitamin K, coumarin, all these things that do kind of help a little bit boost the immune system, help to reduce inflammation, but it's not a silver bullet for any one thing that you may be suffering from. So it's sort of best to kind of use it as part of an arsenal rather than say, celery juice, I'm good, I'm done. Right. Uh, how, do you, how do you go about dealing with things that are kind of promising the silver bullet? And <laughs> I, I don't know, or have you found anything that does work that is a silver bullet for what, what it is, you know? I mean, everything's always gonna claim it's a silver bullet, especially yeah. if there's someone behind it. Because yeah. the celery craze, I think a, a large part of it is there's a doctor who's selling a book right now and like a program that kind of teaches you how to do it most effectively. Right. So there is a little bit of a campaign behind it. So yeah. like, of course they are gonna say, this <laughs> is the thing that'll cure whatever it is that you have. Yeah. But. Uh, I mean, obviously, do your research. Go look up and see, like you're saying, is that a real word? Is that a definition that exists? Yeah, cluster salts. Right, <laughs> bisodium cluster yeah. salts. I've heard like yeah. a million times <laughs> in like last two weeks. And then like go look up the studies and see if they're uh, scientific studies that actually make sense. It's not just like two people in the study. Yeah. Um, but I would say like in certain cases, you can kind of use your brain and like and be like, okay, while maybe all these benefits aren't guaranteed. They certainly can't hurt me to drink celery juice. Right. Like, yeah. that's got to be good for you, mm -hmm. yeah. right? I mean, yeah. pure vegetables and stuff. So I've actually started juicing um, beet juice. And then yeah. because this celery thing came out, I was like, I'll yeah. throw a couple stalks of celery yeah. in there, too. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you were asking me, like, if I have any silver bullets. I wouldn't yeah. say it's a silver bullet. But if you, some, if you are someone who lifts, try some beet juice. It sounds gross. Yeah. It doesn't taste great. But if you drink it, like, 45 minutes, hour before your workout, it has a high amount of nitrates. Just, oh, the pump is insane. Dude, yeah. it's insane. It's like citrulline mallard, AAKG, but better. I stumbled mm -hmm. on it because I was I was just juicing like, and I started blending the beets with like mango just randomly. I just wanted to add beets to the thing, mm -hmm. and then like a week later, I was just like, I'm, my workouts were insane, and I was like, what have I changed? Mm -hmm. And then I actually looked up beets and found that they give you that effect. So it's just like reverse engineering. <laughs> and so sometimes you, you're your best sort of own experimenter, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. Variety yeah. is a spice of life. Just keep yeah. it, you know, it, as long as it's for me, it's just as long as it's healthy and it yeah. makes sense. And it's not you know some package thing. 
then you know why why not yeah. but then it's when when they do and again it just depends on your lifestyle but when they do it's like oh this particular thing you're yeah. gonna do it for you know a year and a half in order to get to this and yeah. like mm. And I think some That's people see these and they go crazy and they go, I'm going to drink celery juice all day or I'm going to make my own celery yeah. juice cleanse. And Well, <laughs> I think everybody wants the easy way. It's yeah. it's not wherever you are as far as the, the lifestyle or where you're trying to be. You know, if it's daunting and you want to lose 90 pounds or whatever or that last 10 pounds refuse to come off, then it's just kind of like you just... Yeah. You know, the grind sometimes gets too much and you just want something, you want that easy button. But but it's right. tempting because I, th I think about a little bit with you because you suffered from acne and problem. I'm assuming tried all these different things. Maybe we're hoping for a silver bullet. Uh, like, how did you how did you deal with that in regards to that that struggle? Well, I mean, I tried all the silver bullets when I had acne. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know if you're going to be able to pull up photos or anything like that, but I had like really, really cystic uh, nodular acne it was covering my entire face. There wasn't yeah. like one spot on my face that wasn't bright red or white with the, with the little heads and stuff. But... Um, so like I would hear anything that would possibly help my acne go away and I would yeah. try it immediately. I'd buy every three-step product. I'd do all the, the diets that were supposed to help me and stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah none of it really works, especially yeah. like if you have something that's so severe. So like if you, if, like you were saying, if you have like a lot of weight to lose, mm -hmm. you're also doing the same thing. You're looking around everywhere, what's gonna possibly make me lose this weight? And you try all these different things. But it's not about like those supplements that are gonna fix you. It's about fixing whatever the main issue is that's yep. causing the problem. Mm -hmm. That uh, probably informed a little bit about how you looked at bodybuilding and like supplementation and food and eating, just knowing that <laughs> there was no magic bullet. So you already knew that going in. Right, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so I, I mean, after a while, I just figured like none of this stuff is working. I have mm -hmm. to look deeper. Like what's causing the, the symptom, like what's causing the problem instead of addressing the symptoms, what's causing the source of the problem? Mm -hmm. uh, I, so legit, I tried everything. I even got on Accutane, and after it finally cleared me up, then like eight, nine, ten weeks later, I was yeah. already getting cysts again, and I was like, I can't go through this again. Man, yeah. What can I do? Uh, so I had heard a little bit about how whey protein was causing people acne, so yeah. I took that out, saw a little improvement, and then I was like, well, it weighs cause it weighs created from dairy. So yeah. what if I take dairy all the way out? Mm -hmm. yeah. And when I took dairy completely out of my diet, like 100% of my diet, I started to see those real big improvements. Wow. Yeah. And you had never been diagnosed with like an allergy prior to. No, yeah, no, nothing. Like, well, also what sucks is that dermatologists, they're not allowed to, like, tell you about diet or anything like that. So they just they just push medicines yeah. on you mm -hmm. and stuff. So yeah, I some, had to do my own research on it. Yeah, doctors, some doctors have been sanctioned for discussing diet with their with their patients. Yeah. Which is insane. insane. Like, well, too, yeah, the thing, too, with the doctors, because, like, you go to a nurse, she actually takes more classes in health and nutrition and yeah, diet. That's insane. The doctors only take, yeah. I think, one class. Yeah. So they really can't. They really can't give you any information beyond what the stuff that they read. And then also, by the way, with this American healthcare, they charge you extra for that. If they're doing like just a yearly checkup, yeah. they charge you extra to talk about weight loss. Oh, that's like an, that's like an extra consultation. It or was something? fifty bucks, and fifty bucks is like not a lot. But I'm like, this is yeah. You we were literally just having a discussion, and you're charging me for a discussion. Right, it's like and, the principle of it. Yeah, it's yeah. and fifty crazy. bucks is a lot. Like yeah. that, that's a lot yeah, to a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, even if they could give you information, they're they're not they they're not well versed on it. Yeah. So mm -hmm. they can really give you helpful information. It's more guessing, like everybody else is. Right. Yeah, that's a sad part about our medical education. Mm -hmm. um, but and speaking of that, so we have to be our own sort of best warriors when it comes to um, the nutrition research confusion and so that's your next story is how to kind of combat a lot of this confusion because you know I always say look to studies but then sometimes the studies are kind of confusing themselves mm -hmm. and putting you down a path that, that's not necessarily intended so the yeah, unsavory truth really is that a lot of these studies are sponsored by different companies and obviously if they're sponsored by the company the company's gonna have an interest mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so you know one of the examples was pomegranates which were high which has a high antioxidant activity but 
they weren't putting out as having high antioxidant activity in relationship to other fruit. They were just mm -hmm. saying it has high antioxidant activities. Yeah. But what's the relationship to grapes, which are a lot cheaper, you mm -hmm. know? So just different things like that. And so there's a couple things that we can do on our own to kind of have our own measures of whether a study should be looked at or is it valid. Number one, are the results biologically plausible? Yeah. So, you know, if it screams like this is not even something that's possible that could happen, obviously don't follow a study. Right. Um, two, what have they controlled for, like confounding variables, um, dietary foods, behavioral or lifestyle factors? So, for instance, you know, I guess when we talk about the college kids, mm -hmm. was that group somehow more active than the others and we have to look at the different variables? What yeah. was their diet versus the other people's diet? Um, and then three, of course, who sponsored it. Yeah. And a lot of times that's always a little bit harder to find. You yeah. have to like, d do some digging to find <laughs> out who sponsored. Uh, recently Coca-Cola sponsored a study that showed that kids, um, that are obesity that are linked to kids is a result of physical, um, low physical activity, poor sleep, and a lot of TV watching. Of mm -hmm. course, the study didn't look at their sugary right. habit, their sugary drink habit. So we sometimes studies can be true and give you some sort of part of an accurate presentation but not give you the entire thing. Yeah. Um, how do you deal with that? Because, you know, it's a study. So you figure, hey, it's good. I mean, yeah, well, people always throw, because I'm on YouTube and Instagram a lot, so yeah. I have a lot of people who follow me, and then they'll be like, hey, have you seen this new study and stuff? Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people, like you're saying, they'll, they'll pick the studies that promote whatever they're trying to promote yeah, or yeah. like back up whatever they're trying to back up yeah. so whenever I find a study especially as a vegan because that's what we a lot of vegan people look for is like that vegan study that proves that, <laughs> yeah. that everybody should be vegan yeah. right 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 um, I always play devil's advocate with it before I start like promoting that study because that's what other people are going to do who are anti-vegan right yeah. so I don't want to get lambasted when I find out that I've been promoting a study that's completely you know, not <laughs> right. found in science. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'll just look at it the other way, like as if I was somebody who hated vegans. Like what could I say <laughs> to tear apart the study? Yeah. And then if it passes that mm -hmm. test and it's like, wow, you really can't say no to this, yeah. then I'll start, you know, start promoting it and stuff. Right. Yeah. That's the way I'll do it. It's well, doing, a, doing sociology in college is just one of those things that you realize, especially looking at society now, everything is backed by a company. Yeah. So even the studies with, you know, a scientist which has, you know, the best of intentions, they still have to pay their bills. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, what are you going attention to the study to find out mm -hmm. versus, you know, we're just going to do a study and see what happens. Yeah. So with those, I, that's what you said, he had said it earlier on, just keeping it simple. Yeah. Like if pomegranate, pomegranate was like the it food what two summers ago, yeah. and then the icy, icy, I was it icy bowl, icy all that stuff, and it's just like okay, that's fine. Like you know, dabble in some pomegranate, like you know, have a bowl, but like not necessarily have it every single day. Yeah. And then on top of that, be try to almost get in tune with your body so that if there is a problem, figuring out okay, well it is dairy. Yeah. And let me take that. Let me let me take that out because you can yeah. find stuff on dairy, you know, which is you know, the the pus and the mucus and just watch what is it Whole Foods or whatever that <laughs> documentary is. You can find that stuff on there, yeah. and it's like okay, well you know take out dairy, but some people don't want to take out dairy. But then you see the issues. Yeah. So it's just like you have to be in touch with your body because something that works for you taking out dairy yep. might not work for somebody else. Yeah. Cause Guy, I was I was reading recently about the carnivore diet, which is actually like growing in popularity. Have you heard about the carnivore diet? Yeah, it's the response to the yeah. vegan diet. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's my brother's like eat eat meat or die. Like that's Ooh, that's his thing. Yeah. In your blood. But you know, I I was reading about it, and yeah. they do have some scientific studies. They have their their stuff on their side as well. So, what do you, what's your take on the carnivore diet? 
like we've been saying, you can yeah. find a study and you can find a person that that work works for mm-hmm. for anything. And you can you can attribute anything you want to to whatever you want to. Yeah. So you can say like, yeah, I've been eating a lot of bacon and eggs and stuff. Now I feel great. Yeah. Yeah. That's subjective. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, amazing. Yeah. Cool science there. Yeah. Or like I could like if I if I wanted to, I could eat a bunch of donuts and lose weight. And yeah. it doesn't mean that donuts are the right way to lose yeah. weight. It's just that I know how to do it correctly mm-hmm. in the way that you be. So it's like, I, I don't know, man. When it comes to the carnivore diet, I just think about it like this, like. Yeah. What are you putting in your body, really? Like, most people who are doing the carnivore diet are just doing it because they want to eat tons of ground beef. They want to eat, like, lots of yeah. butter with a steak. They want to have bacon whenever they want. Like, all those things are pleasure foods, but really, like, how much cholesterol is in there? How mm-hmm. much, like, total triglycerides yeah. are in there? Like, your blood triglyceride levels hugely increased. Yeah. And so, like, I don't know. To me, it sounds like you're asking for heart disease. Yeah. And I'm not trying to get anywhere near that, man. Yeah. <laughs> that was my, my problem with if it fits your macros. And, and not necessarily the idea that you could have whatever foods you want to make the body that you want. So that idea, I'm with. Right. But the idea seemed to me to be eat junk food, look great. And yep. I was like, but wait a minute, you're not going to feel great. And then 10 years from now, you might just die, you know? Yep. So that was my, so you, you were also on that same trip. 100%, yeah. yeah. I-I-F-Y-M. Yeah. It was completely based off of like, okay, in the beginning of the day, you have the things that you don't want to eat, like vegetables <laughs> and like whole grains and stuff. And then you save as much as you can for the end of the night and you figure out all your macros so you can have like a whole tub of Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> and like, you know, yeah. that's not good for yeah. you. Have like, 900 oh, calories in pure every sugar. Every day? Yeah. Every day. But that's what, that's what everyone yeah. was using that diet as. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, for me, it's like it works that works as a cheat day because right. then you know you, you hit your macros but you had the thing that you wanted to cheat yeah. with yeah well i mean you you could have like the the cheap meal and stuff like that but even with people who are meat eaters yeah. that's where the balance comes in like yeah. it's like you don't need a steak like every single meal like you don't need you know it's just one of those things like for me why i stopped eating meat is just i wasn't feeling good yeah and it's just like, I felt like when I had chicken, it was just like sitting in my system. Yeah. So for me, I just feel better not having meat often. Yeah. And like, if you're, if you feel like you're not functional or you, or you want to be healthy or you're struggling or whatever, then you know that it is, people can claim it as a fad, but you might want to at least try it for like a week or two. It's not, you don't have to buy anything. You just don't buy meat. Yeah. So, you know, it's just like one of those things. But again, if you want to eat meat, that's great. Eat it. Like whatever, but like eat it in you know portions a balance, yeah. and a balance. A balance. Like don't just have meat and, and no vegetables. Like it's just it. That it sounds insane to me. Sense. Like because yeah. that's what a lot of people are doing, and I'm like, well, where are you getting your vitamins from? Yeah. Oh yeah. The, the, like, the keto diet, I think, yeah. is like way more. People are losing a lot of weight with that. I have a friend who's lost, I think. 40 or 50 pounds he's yeah. like a crossfitter and he's lost a lot of weight with that and then i was like well like how are you feeling he's like oh, i'm feeling like okay but i look great i'm like it's it's not sustainable yeah. all right dude yeah. like i it's I, not really sustainable. you like know better i don't know what to tell you i mean <laughs> like when i'm talking in the middle of conversations i kind of glaze out and forget what's going yeah. on but i look good yeah, but, yeah my brain is just like <laughs> malfunctioning yeah yeah people take it to the extreme too much when it comes to those fat diets mm-hmm. yeah. i think if you are going to try something that's different that's completely out of your wheelhouse taking carbs out taking fat fats out or whatever it is you still got to make sure that you're hitting your micros yeah. by micros i mean vitamins and minerals yeah. everybody needs that i know it sounds a little bit boring and, and it, but when you get to your 40s and 50s you, you're not going to be stoked when you have cancer because you didn't have or anemia or something because yeah. you never had iron in your diet mm-hmm. yeah so you got to worry about those little things and then you can go do all those yeah. crazy trends and, and you can like do that in like a shake as like getting like just different fruits and vegetables totally. in your shake and you can you know you don't necessarily have to do whey there's like vegan protein or it's it, just like so many different options and shakes are to me if you do it right it's like a dessert like yeah, you know what yeah. i'm saying so Agreed. it's just kind of like 
Like, you can get a lot of vitamin and nutrients from that too. We, we forget the word balance. People just want to be like so, yes. so, so such a part of a tribe, and mm -hmm. like they want to be part of like that, that extreme tribe, you know. And so I think we, we miss out on a lot of that. So people want to eat just meat or just like I'm going vegan, but I'm going to be this hardcore vegan and let yeah. everyone know about raw so, vegan or something. Like yeah, that. and so it's they don't. We're missing out on this balance. Yeah. Right. and some people bit. are yeah. like that. Like I'm yeah. very in certain things. I'm very like I, I work out. I attempt to work out every day because that's just my lifestyle. People look at me like I'm crazy. Like some yeah. people are, are, are like that, but if it's not harm you yeah in the short term or the long term then it makes sense but if you don't think that like if you look at this and you're like I'm gonna have like you know chicken and steak every meal for every day for the rest of my life Can't probably not you know <laughs> sustainable yeah so right. you know you want and then uh, the steroids and all the stuff that they're putting in the meat and um, Oh my gosh, what's his name? Damon Dash. They haven't watched. There's. He was talking about R. Kelly. It's whole rabbit hole stuff. But he was on <laughs> an interview and he was talking about meat. And he's like, you know, as far as meat, we kill chickens, steaks, all that other stuff, but we don't like kill our dogs. Like it's like it's still meat. Yeah. Not to say we should kill our dogs, but yeah. like who made this decision of like killing what animal? Yeah. And like if you think about it, like you know, it's you kill your dog. That's to you disgusting. Yeah, you're eating, <laughs> you know, a dead carcass. Yeah. And when he put it like that, I'm like, if I wasn't vegetarian before after hearing him say that, that it makes a it. lot of sense you know so it's just you know whatever works for you yeah just in balance she's like, like at the end of the day whatever just, you want whatever do. you want just in balance just like if it makes sense to you yeah but like you know, we had discussion i think a couple episodes again we we're talking about the fried chicken also stuff if you want to have it then fine but every day is probably not the best best day. way to do it so yeah balance is yeah. definitely key yeah and we, and we got to talk about your transition from i i guess Trying to solve your acne to bodybuilder to YouTube sensation. So uh, we have this video. We got we got to see kind of your acne, I guess, transformation and how it all began. <laughs> yeah. So we'll play this now. I think it's going. Well, I started getting acne at 15, and it just got worse and worse. At a certain point, I had four or five cysts on my face at any point. It was definitely the hardest thing that I've ever been through because so many people downplay how actually difficult that is and how traumatic of an experience that is. I've been bodybuilding for just about 10 years now and I just fell in love with it. Well, I first started taking dairy out of my diet to see if it would help with my acne and it helped so much that I figured I should see if other aspects of my diet would help clear my acne as well. If you're eating mostly whole foods in your diet, and especially if you're bulking and eating a lot of calories, you're gonna hit your protein and more without even trying. After my acne had cleared up, I started watching documentaries and started learning more about veganism and the ethics behind it, and now I can truly say that I am an ethical vegan. And so yeah, I wanted to ask you, A, about the initial transition, because you got rid of dairy, but why the meat at that time? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a good question. I mean, uh, I got rid of the dairy and I saw improvements, so I was thinking, what else is in my body that's doing weird things that I'm consuming a lot of? Because mm -hmm. the part that that didn't mention is that I was doing a gallon of milk every single day. There was um, <laughs> wow. I know. Really? So there was a, there was a thing, like we're saying, man, these wow. trendy fad diets. Yeah. So there was a, a diet going around back in the day for bodybuilders. It was called GoMad, gallon of milk a day diet. Uh, was it homo 2%, 1%? It's homo. I can't remember. I think, I think it was 1%. Oh, my god. Because I was goodness. like trying to get a little bit less fat or uh, whatever. It's so yeah. funny. I was talking to a friend last weekend, and he's like, because he always has to have milk with a cereal. And I'm like, why don't you just do almond milk? He's like, it's not the same. I'm like, you just, you can literally, because I remember I was, we had, in, two, in Canada, we have the milk in bags, by the way. So we had 2% milk, then I went to 1% milk, then I went to skim milk, then I went 
went to watering down the milk. Then I went to almond milk and I watered that down. Like it's just, yeah, you know, yeah, it's a gradual thing. And he's like, yeah, no. I was like, do you realize it's not even like good for you? He's like, I'm good. I'm like, all right. <laughs> yeah, your taste buds can get adjusted yeah, to anything. Yeah. Like cashew milk I like more than I used to like normal yeah. milk. Like cashew ice cream. So much better, yeah. But anyway, so I was having a gallon of milk a day, uh, and then I was having like around 30, 40 ounces of red meat, usually a steak, and then I was having about eight chicken thighs a day. So those were like my carnivorous diet every single day, like for like years and years and years. So, I mean, if I take milk out, the other large thing that I'm doing is like huge amounts of meat. Mm -hmm. And like you were mentioning earlier, like you you don't know how much antibiotics are shooting in there, especially steroids. You Mm -hmm. hear that all the time. And like you go and see like the... They're massive, yeah. They're massive cows. Mm -hmm. And so like undoubtedly that's going into your body and into your stomach and digesting whether or not you're absorbing all that mm-hmm. that's questionable but i think i think you are <laughs> yeah and so i just figured like i got to get all the toxins out of my body so mm-hmm. if i take the milk out i saw an improvement let's see what happens when i take the meat out mm-hmm. uh, and then i also just upped my vegetables at the same time i was getting like 12 to 16 servings of veggies so i'd call it like mega dosing veggies yeah. uh, but i saw an improvement from that as well so like i I, uh, the milk, I think, was cystic acne, so those mm-hmm. big marbles, yeah. they went away. But then once I got rid of the meat and increased the vegetables, then I started getting rid of like just those little pinprick whiteheads yeah. and yeah. little blackheads and stuff like that. And and you kind of did this, I guess, very publicly. You, you sort of became a YouTube sensation out of this. Uh, how is that sharing this? It's very personal and also like not, not great to look at the vanity of it all. <laughs> Damn. No, no. <laughs> Going for it. No. Wow. No, but you, and you were kind of doing it as you're going through it. And mm-hmm. so like, how was that dealing with that process? And then how did how did you decide to use your platform to kind of share with others? Yeah, no, I mean, I totally agree with you. Like it, it is, uh, it's, it's something very like, um, extreme to share especially mm-hmm. yeah. when you have like a full hd camera it's this close yeah. to your face mm-hmm. we're normally used to like the weight loss story yeah you know? right <laughs> right like, whoa yeah. and, and also like you know usually you're used to people uh saying like ew acne or yeah. like yeah. oh don't look at me it's yeah. my acne so i was like let's change the narrative on that because acne is not your fault it's not like you decided to put that on your face right. yeah. and so you shouldn't feel ashamed of it because mm-hmm. it's not something you decided to do yeah uh so i wanted in in the first place just to like make videos to show like hey this is me and here's me really close up and I'm showing it to thousands of people so mm-hmm. if you're sitting in your house and you're afraid to go down to the the store or something because I have loads of people who literally don't yeah. leave their house because they're so self-esteem and like they're insecure I'm like now you can see this guy getting hundreds of thousands of views and I don't care at all about all these comments right. yeah. so now you can be a little bit more confident about going out so that was like one of the main reasons I did it mm-hmm. uh, but then I was also just like chronicling my journey as to how can I get rid of this acne mm-hmm. and I was just seeing so much support I seeing these people who like I, I have like super severe depression I was suicidal I started watching your videos I went along when the Acutane Adventures, mm-hmm. and now I have a really positive outlook, and I decided not to like go through suicide. Yeah. Like once I started seeing messages like that, I was like, it's over. Especially right. for like young kids, because when you're a kid, you don't really think of your diet as something that would influence yeah. you. You just don't. Right. It doesn't occur to you. Plus yeah. the hormone changes yeah. and the diet, the combination. Yeah. Just I mean, that's how I damage, was. Yeah. I was just like, doctor, what do I take? You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? They give me yeah. antibiotics, it didn't work. Okay, yeah. what's next? You know what I mean? You never think about your diet. Yeah. So I wish if. Uh, if I was back when I was 15 and first started getting acne, I would have gone through YouTube and found all this stuff. Oh, I would yeah. have changed the way I addressed it, but there was no acne content out right. there. Yeah. So I was like, this is a this is a, a niche that needs to be filled out. And so yeah. that was kind of like, I guess, my, my place. Because yeah. now, like, uh, there's a few different acne channels. It's starting to grow, like, the whole acne community and yeah. stuff. But, yeah, I just wanted to be there for people, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and now you've um, taken on this sort of vegan leadership and you've uh, started these vegan houses. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not the restaurant, but... Um, this uh, vegan YouTube house. Tell us more about that. Yeah, so um, 
I started doing YouTube House before I was vegan. So I went vegan four years ago for reference. Mm -hmm. Again, I've been bodybuilding for 11. So that was like a, a new thing for me, uh, doing YouTube House. I've done five seasons now. Um, and we do it once each year. YouTube House, for example, is like eight to 12 or so different YouTubers living in a single house, mm -hmm. living for like about two weeks. It's just very interesting because you get to see like your favorite YouTubers right. like, oh, snap, one's from New York, one's from Canada, one's from, yeah. and they're all together in a house. It gets people really excited. I just think it's a cool, you know, content change. Yeah. Uh, but then last year was the first year that we did it all vegan. So originally it was just all fitness people that everybody knew. And then mm -hmm. I was like, man, this is going to be weird because people who aren't vegan generally are very defensive about veganism. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I was like, well, let's just go for it. Let's see what happens. And then this year was actually the most successful year that we had, which is really cool. We had like two very blockbuster huge channels, Yovana, uh, Rovana, and then like Raw Alignment, who are both like million subscriber people. Yeah. Uh, and the whole thing was really fun, man. It was really awesome. And again, it's just a cool way to show people like, Veganism isn't this crazy weird. It's not. It's not <laughs> yeah. keto or something where you have to like, kill yourself. It's just like we're all just doing normal things. It's yeah. the same thing as last year, except everyone's vegan now. <laughs> we're still eating at restaurants. We're all still lifting. It's all normal. Yeah, mm. but I, I think we we do get that sort of perception of that like we're crazy, and then totally. and we want to change you. Right. So like yeah. So that's uh, hopefully we're combating that slowly. Right. Yeah. You you. I think I think where that that idea came from is back when veganism was like very non popular. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was very militant vegans. Yeah. It was also so lots of like hippie vegans yeah. and like oh, I don't use deodorant and stuff yeah. mm. and so people still have that kind of notion and taste in their mouth yeah and so people like me and like my friends who are who are you know on YouTube and stuff mm. I think we're trying to change the idea and perception of what vegan can be because it's yeah. just a bunch of it's just a bunch of cool people yeah. who happen kinda, to be vegan yeah it's kind of like you know religion and Christianity you have the people mm -hmm. who like just get saved and then they want to save everybody else which yeah. is you know great yeah. but then you're it's off-putting sometimes yeah and then you know you could be that person who who is of faith and you're just living by faith and you're like this person's a cool person then you ask right. questions and draws them in mm -hmm. same thing with veganism or whatever else you do crossfitting is a whole nother thing too <laughs> yeah. it's just kind of like just live your life and they see that yep. you're fit and they're like man that's a handsome looking guy let me yeah. find out what's going on yeah. then it's it's easier that way but you know sometimes you know and i understand how people get passionate about it yeah but they, i'm the same way as I, I i don't you know i just don't dabble in meat and i'm not going to go into unless you ask me the reasons why and i'm not like a super yeah like you know okay very militant about it but you know it's when you look at it and you see the documentaries and you see animals and you see you know what they're putting in the animals um, here in North America, it's a little bit different opposed to somewhere else. If you're growing those animals on your farm, yeah. and you know the air is not as polluted, then you know, like you know I could see you dabbling. Yeah. Right. But here, it's just you know we're getting poisoned in so many different ways, and you know you're almost adding to it by eating, ingesting right, yeah. that. But so, and how yeah. often, like when you get into a debate with somebody, does the other person actually change their opinion? Yeah. Instead mm -hmm. of like telling someone you're wrong because of this, mm -hmm. that's never gonna work. I said just do you and then people who like what you're doing they think you're a cool person yeah. they'll start emanating try to do what you do too yeah so it's lead by example instead of being militant yep. crazy yeah. And I, yeah, I never do the whole debate thing. I'm like, if we're going to talk about nope. things that we're on the opposite side of, then it's, come, it's information gathering. Right. It's like, yeah, I'm going to give you information, and you can decide what to do with that later, and yeah. you give me the same, and I'll decide what to do with it later. Mm -hmm. right. We're not going to debate each other. I'm going to change your yeah, mind right not. now. It's, right. <laughs> um, it's never a good situation. Yeah. I got to ask you, you know, 
as someone who transitioned while competing, you always get the, did you lose muscle? Did you lose size? People even tell you, oh, you look a little bit small. I'm like, no, I don't look small. <laughs> but, um, how about you? What's been your experience? Have you gotten smaller? Have you know What's been your experience? Yeah, that's a good point, man. People <laughs> magnify the hell out of it. When you go vegan, they're like, oh, you got sick? Yeah. I thought you weren't allowed to get sick because you're vegan. So, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> like, everything is different when you, okay. But uh, I didn't have any uh, actual issues with it. Again, like, no. like I told you, like I look at food very meticulously very number based so it's not it's not really pleasure for me i'm not just sitting there like oh man now i'm vegan i can eat all these donuts and all this crazy (laughs) stuff so it's generally i just did the exact same thing that i did before whereas i would have like pasta i'll just have pasta now but instead of putting a chicken breast in the pasta i'll put uh like black beans or i'll put like vegan meatballs in there Mm -hmm. or something so it's vegan meatballs are so good they're so good dude (laughs) and and there's like more and more products that are coming out so it just becomes easier and easier we're living in a lucky age a very fortunate age and a lucky area yeah like country yeah like i tell you like my dad's been vegetarian all my life and the stuff that he used to pick up for us were like yeah. in those brown boxes oh, yeah. and they were mm-hmm. disgusting. Or like Morningstar and Boca Burgers uh, back in the day. Gross. Yeah. That was my, my, was my first introduction to it was like years ago when I was like 12 or 13. I was like, I will never, ever, ever, ever be vegan. This right. is yeah. disgusting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Turned a lot of people yeah. off. Yeah. 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 I was like, never. Go back to your question though. Like, I, I didn't have any issues when it came to bulking and cutting. I was going around the same ranges as if I had not changed anything. So I was getting up to 215, 220 You're for bulk. The macros, yeah. Exactly. And then I'd come back, back down for competition stage like uh, 190 or 167, 100. 173 pounds somewhere around there so literally nothing changed at all yeah um, but you're right like people will magnify every <laughs> little thing so if you're at the end of your competition phase and you start bulking you're smaller than you were when you were bulking yeah. right so people are like oh looks like you lost a lot of strength because you're vegan <laughs> yeah you're like no I'm like man i've been doing this for 11 years so i'm used to that <laughs> as soon as you finish cutting and then yeah. you start bulking again people are always like you look small <laughs> but you know it's the internet it's what the internet does did you get anything did anything get better yeah, definitely. The one thing that helped for, for me was, I mean, like I said, I was going pretty extreme with like the milk and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when I took that out, the mucus just gone. Wow. I would wake up every morning and I'd like, I'd have like sticky mouth and I'd have to like, oh, you know, clear my I mouth. I understand. Like that's just such you know? a manifestation. The same friend that with the milk and the cereal, he like that's what he does. It's like, I'm like, you do realize this is from the milk. Like this is how, from yeah, the cheese. How like, long was that happening to you? What do you mean? With the mucus? Oh, that was like my whole bodybuilding. Like and you never attributed it to the milk before? Or you no. just did and didn't care? I just thought, man, like, I'm eating a lot of calories. I'm eating, like, 5,000 calories. So, yeah, yeah sure. It happens. Yeah. Right. But <laughs> Some then, people think it's normal, too. It's like exactly. a normal possible problem. It's like, you know, when people, again, I've said this a billion times on the show, but the whole gas thing, like, people think that, yeah. oh, yeah, oh, you're yeah. an adult, so gas is supposed to kill everybody around you. Yeah. No, it's yeah. not supposed to be that fierce, yeah. like, you know, it's not well, because you're, you're relatively healthy, but your body's kind of turning against you and giving you warning signs. Yeah. You, you don't know, so you say, oh, it's just the body is doing what it yeah. does. Yeah. Well, it's all you know, right? Yeah. You don't have a contrast to compare it to. Yeah. So then, yeah, when I went vegan, I was like, whoa, this is weird. Mm-hmm. I can just wake up and I'm good to go. Uh, the, all, the other thing, like when I wake up, I feel like I have a lot more energy immediately. Where Same, I, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I used to have to kind of warm up and like drink a bunch of water, maybe mm-hmm. get a little coffee. Then I'm like, okay, now yeah. I'm good. But I wake up, I have a lot of energy now. And then the last big improvement that I always mention when people ask me this question is like the inflammation of my joints is a yeah. lot lower. Mm-hmm. Like I used yeah. to always be like real puffy everywhere. Like the lower part of my face too would always have like this big, I call it moon face. It'd be like always <laughs> bloated so you can mm-hmm. see like the bones in my face and stuff. And again, like for me, I think I have some sort of like a dairy intolerance and I was just stuffing myself with dairy. Right. Yeah. And that was causing me like achy and, and sore and inflammation everywhere. And then thing too, it's I don't even consider it dairy. Like I, I remember when I went to Kenya and I had like milk there, two different things. <laughs> 
Like it, I, I, I don't know what what they're. It's not milk. Yeah, and I think it's the, not milk from like it. It's probably like one drop of milk from the teat of the cow, and yeah. there's some other stuff that's in there. Like it's not. It's it's just it's it's. Yeah, it's I think crazy. The, the way we process food in general, I think it makes it so hard to even figure out what food is healthy because mm-hmm. you're not getting yeah. it as the food that it was. It's in the supposed initial to be intended state. to be. Yeah. yeah, even the size so, yeah. of the chicken, like the size of the chicken's not supposed to be this. Like if you go and you raise a chicken and then you kill it, like the size of the drumstick versus what you get at KFC, or it's yeah, it's two different things. Like what is that really chicken? Like what's you know what I'm yeah. saying? It's just it, you're at it's it's that food plus whatever they're adding in order for yes. it to you yeah. know like, maintain I, i'm vegan but i always thought maybe one day if i wanted to do like a small farm i might have a, but even then i'd have to wait to like 10 generations because i'd want it to whatever's been in these animals before to like wash out right you know it's just it's the way we breed these animals in society mm-hmm. not so great it's, for our health yeah yeah i mean i try not to be militant again but yeah. we are kind of going down that path but like yeah like you're saying when it comes to milk like if you ever seen the way they produce that stuff i, don't, yeah. I haven't yeah. drank milk in years it's, it's almost like mcdonald's yeah right? there's <laughs> this thing called an acceptable pus cell level so there's an amount of pus that they're allowed per liter of milk that they're allowed to have in there pus being like white goo that comes out like that's gross man and so what they do is by the time it actually gets completely out into the vats and stuff it's not pure white which is what we want we want Mm -hmm. that like pure white milk and so they just bleach the milk. Oh, I didn't know they bleached the milk. So that wow. tells you wow. like something right there. Like that's weird, man. <laughs> yeah. If you have to bleach it to make it look appetizing, palatable, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to drink no yellow, red blood milk. <laughs> yes. Like that's gross, man. Yeah. So I'm gonna eat my nut milk. Yeah, and and, and I think for us, even as vegans, I think we have to be aware because as veganism gets more popular, it will get commercialized, and they might start looking for ways to what? cut and snip and make and, those uh, margins. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Almond milk and like so. other stuff, but it's just kind of like which would you prefer? So it's almond milk, oh, yeah, and they yeah. might add sugar or something that's still relatively natural in some state versus this steroidal animal that's producing milk that we shouldn't be like it's just it's the choices of it yeah i still think it's better but i still think in consumers we're all still you know we're all still in this together because we're all all still got yeah either way unless we have a farm on a piece of land Uh far out where there's (laughs) no like type of corporations that's the only way either way we're getting poisoned in in some way shape (laughs) we're trying to decrease it yeah you're just just decreasing and so you've just extended your life by another day like it's just (laughs) So it's it's good, but just at least you know yeah. again make those choices. Yeah, right. Um, well, we have a little thing we call Fit Club Five. We're going to ask you five rapid fire questions okay. to get you know get more get the viewers more to know who you are. Sure. So all right, uh, so here we go. Last person you text. Uh, my mom. Uh, dream dinner guest. Dream dinner guest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. Um, Live or dead. Oh God, I don't know, man. That's a hard one. First person that came to my head is Kevin James. Okay. Oh. Uh, last meal. What would be your last meal if you're on death row? Oh, if I was on death row, it would be buffalo wings of some sort. Probably from Plant Power Fast Food. <laughs> They're happy to hear that. <laughs> um, if you were on an island, you can only listen to one album. What album would it be? Oh, um, Life After Death. Biggie Smalls. Boom. Nice, nice. Kevin James. Huh. Dude, I don't know why. That's not actually who I'd want to. your dream dinner guest? I just, the comedian Kevin James? I just, yeah, I just been following his Instagram lately. He's so funny. That's not who I'd really want to talk no to, way. but it was in my head, man. Well, I'm going to follow him now, too. Maybe something interesting. It's I'll funny, man. Him. He's, like, trying to lose weight, so he's, like, making fun of himself. Uh, like, he'll, like, film a burger and be like, oh, 
baby, you look so good. <laughs> but I have to say no. I have to say no. And it's just so funny, man. He's hilarious. That's random. I like that, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, thank you for joining us. This was awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate it. So um, definitely got to have you back on. Uh, we want to get some footage of these behind-the-scenes YouTube houses. So yeah. love to have you back on for more of that. Okay, so, sounds good, man. Um, well, guys, again, my name is Shaka Smith. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. It's Shaka Strong. And you can find me on everything at TK Trinidad. Where can they find you? You can find me, Brian Turner Official or Brian Turner on YouTube and Instagram. Awesome. We'll see you guys next week. Ciao. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us. Info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, Tweet us or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio. Instagram at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.